So on this episode of the Tough Juice Podcast, I had the privilege of interviewing one of my former teammates and close friends, Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P. We talked about all things. We talked about him being involved in gymnastics. That is crazy right there. Flipping on the pissy box spring just threw me for a loop. And we also talked about his influence on culture. I'll never forget the time when he came with the Versace shirt, opened up the hairpiece like he headed to the Regal Beagle on Three's Company, you know, uh, playing in the playoff series, and that's the birth of Swaggy P. And also, most importantly, his legacy and importance of fatherhood and how he's transitioning from basketball, or is he? Tune in to the Tough Juice podcast on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your pods. So, man, first and foremost, thanks for coming on the show, G. Oh, man, you know I got to come through, man. Come on, man. OG, for sure, for sure. Appreciate you sliding through. So, like, one of the things that I always touch on when I bring anybody on the show is the beginning. Yeah. Like, the foundation of how it all started for them. And I know people always see, like, the Instagram shit, the microwave success. But talk about your beginning and how you got started with your career. Oh, man, from the beginning, well, me... Well, I'm going to have to give my man agent credit because, like, I was, like, messing up in high school, wasn't taking basketball and all that serious, but, like, taking school serious, but I would play basketball. But Adrian was, like, one day just dribbling the basketball and at the bus stop. And, like, a tra- AAU coach stopped him and said, do you know any other players, like, besides yourself that hoop? And then Adrian gave me a phone call, like, dog, you want to come with me to this practice? And then next thing you know, I show up and I end up killing it. The dude introduced me to the, to my high school coach. Um, that's the high school coach at Sierra Canyon now. And then next thing you know, I just end up playing. Bro. So I got to give my man Adrian some credit. You got to give him a whole yeah, lot of credit. Yeah, a whole lot hey, of credit. So salute to that, bro. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I me, mean, I was a knucklehead. I was, well, I was a hoop, but wasn't, like, serious about school until, like, I had somebody to sit down and like really take take me under their wing and show me how to like like take school serious like really watch over me so i always say like when i first met you yeah when you came to the wizards like la like the culture followed you yeah can you just talk about the culture of la and what it means to you and how it shaped you <laughs> for sure like you la down yeah, right now like yeah, just talk about sure. it <laughs> um i grew up in like west la so i've seen like like it was the neighborhood where it was like, like the the Crips. I would say the Crips is the neighborhood. So I grew up in that. So I seen like the the Jerry curls. I seen like my older brother was like a gangster. Like he came in with the six fold, with the hats, like with the Raider hats and all that. So I got that lifestyle. And then once I, but I was sheltered because I was the baby. So my mom didn't let me like really get involved in it. You know, like I was like. Like shelter, my older brother would take care of me. My dad would watch. My mom would watch me. So when I went to the valley, I got the the valley lifestyle. I got like the vans and the the beach. So I got the so best, you had of the best of both yeah, worlds. Yeah, the best okay. of both worlds. So so I, I say like the valley helped me because it's like it, it saved me because I I got a chance to see more than just my neighborhood. Like you know so. So speaking of seeing more than your neighborhood, I know in the beginning it was well documented yeah. in a documentary that you did where you talked about early on in your life with the adversity that you yeah. had to overcome with for your sure, brother, sure. losing your brother, and, you know, from a mental standpoint, what it did to your brother yeah. Charles also. So can you just touch on that a little bit? Oh, it was tough. Like, when I, um, 
lost my brother, I, I would say, I, not physically losing two, but the one next to him kind of went in deep depression, and, like, he haven't been the same since. So, how old like, were you at the time, and how old was he at the time also? Uh, my brother was 20, I would say 22 or 21. Okay. And I was, like, six, but the brother next to him was, like, 18, and then the one that's close to me was 10, like, 10 or 11. That taught me how to, like, play basketball and everything, so... I would say it, it kind of touched, it kind of like m- messed up the family, but it kind of brought us more closer, like, you know, because it was a tight niche after that. Like, like nobody could really get in. Once my brother started playing basketball, I started getting more into it and then watching him, and that's how I got saved because I started just like wanting to be like him too. Is that is that the reason why your energy is always uplifting in life yeah, like because yeah. of that situation because you've been through so much trauma like I always tell people the trauma that I experienced at an early age yeah. I, it made me like super fucking serious like I, I'm always <laughs> like this yeah, to the point is serious that. you know what I mean I but like that. with you like you have a, a joyful yeah. side that every time I see you I just like oh yeah, shit I just seen that like, and plus my mom just so outgoing like like I was like mama's boy growing up. She took me everywhere. Same like, here. Hey, like, so I was just with my mom. My mom and my dad got like this Bernie Mac kind of feel to him. Like he say what he feel, cuss people out sometimes, but in a fun way too. So, but like I did gymnastics. I did, like my mom would take us places. Damn, from, you did like, gymnastics? Yeah, I did. Yeah, what the hell was you doing out there? <laughs> I was flipping. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you got to talk about that. I don't think that's on the record nowhere, man. You was nah, flipping this shit? I was flipping this shit. I was flipping down. Because I would, like, go to the hills and flip down hills and shit. <laughs> My mom was like, man, we got to take you to do something, man. Was you flipping so you on could... pussy box screens and <laughs> mattresses Mattress in the alley there. I'm jumping off stuff. and Oh, man, once you see a bed in the alley, that was, like, the funnest shit in the world. So... My mom was like, man, you can't be jumping on any pissy beds you see out there. So we gonna get you like in the real thing. So uh, I tried it out with my homie, but he didn't make it because he was like, man, I can't be doing this. Wear these tight ass tights and shit flipping and looking crazy. But I stuck with it for a little bit. I think I I would say it helped me like with my bounce because after that I started like dunking and trying to dunk and shit. But I never really like told nobody I was really flipping and running down. So you're going to have everybody, after they listen to this, you're going to have all the kids <laughs> flipping because they're they going to think that's going to improve their bounce and they have game like yeah. Swaggy Pete. Because you, like, they teach you to do all kind of, like, balance and they work with your legs. Like, plus, you like, jumping on trampolines all day. And shit. So that shit was fun, jumping from trampoline into, like, a bunch of, like, just fluff or whatever. So it was crazy. Yeah. So you gave a lot of credit to Adrian and you yeah. talked about, like, him you know, pretty much kind of introducing you to the traveling circuit yeah. and basketball and everything. Yeah. When did you know that you had the gift, though? When did I know? Um, I would say, dang, my junior, my first senior year, because I got held back, I held back. Okay. Because yeah, when I started, I didn't have the grades and all that. But my first senior, senior year, that's funny, my first senior year, I was just hooping and, like, and it was easy. I'm talking trash, having fun. My bounce is higher. I'm dunking on people and laughing. It's, it's like it's easy. It's fun. But um, and then my coach had asked me like, "What school you want to go to?" It's like every school's looking for you. What school you want to go to? 
I didn't really never like I never thought about that like never like, thought about playing at the collegiate level yeah, or anything yeah cause I was just like I don't know I was wanted to be the local legend yeah I was local legend man that's was, it that was good enough for you <laughs> at the time I was <laughs> yeah. like yeah hey nobody was hooping like I was I'm like I'm in the papers I wasn't thinking about it. I just wanted to like I ain't gonna lie I wanted to go lead out of high school right fresh now. out yeah I wasn't thinking about school but then um but I always like like USC more than UCLA. So I said if I had to stay, I would have to go to USC. And, you know, I ended up, you know, they ended up recruiting me after that, I think. But they but the thing is I never like went to like A B C D camp or Nike camp. So you never did the circuit and got invited to the big camps? I did, I just didn't go. You never went. <laughs> no, I didn't want to leave LA. I was I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I wish I did now, because I would have had Way better exposure there. I mean, it still happened for yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so talk about the pros and cons, because you just said you never wanted to leave L.A. Never so talk about the pros and cons of going to USC and being a homegrown kid and playing in that situation. It was just the best, because, like, I'm a L.A. Like, I feel like I'm at home. My family get to see me, and the people in my neighborhood get to see me. Like, I'm like a, a local legend. Nobody, like... From my neighborhood, went to USC and was playing and all that. Like, um, so when that was happening, I was like, the next thing for me, I wanted to go lead. I didn't think I would. I didn't think about the situation. Like, I would be in Wizards. I would be in Cleveland. I didn't think about that. Like, once I seen Farmer, it was like my rival in high school. He ended up going to the Lakers. I'm like, shit, I might end up going to Clippers. They, yeah, yeah. So, and they had me on their radar, but when Draft day came. I got drafted to y'all motherfuckers, man. <laughs> the damn wizards. <laughs> so on draft day, was you sitting back like, yes, or like, hell no? I was like, man, hell no. <laughs> Did you know anybody on the wizards at the time? You wasn't no, even following us. I wasn't even following y'all. I knew about y'all, of course, because y'all hooped. And like, if you know basketball, you know Karai, you know Gil, you know Antoine, like, but I was like, man, they got a full team, man. They don't need me. They don't come here. And the Clippers was weak then. They was like, they was bad. Like, so I was like, all right. I was mad, but then I was like, I'm in the league. I can't be ungrateful. Let's, let's make the best of it. So you know? it's still a blessing. Yeah, so it's a blessing. It. Like, hell yeah. Hey, this, this is something you always dreamed of, you know. So okay. I always, I think about like guys like Lonzo Ball, right? Went to high school here. Went to college here. Yeah. End up going to the league, playing for the Lakers. That's yeah. a dream. You put on that purple and gold. Yeah. And then finally leaving, and I thought that he would not be as good as he yeah. was here. And now he's like excelling. Better. Yeah, he's better. So then I think about your situation. Yeah. Went to went to high school here, yeah. college. Yeah. Come to the Wizards. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. what was the biggest challenge for you once you got into the NBA and playing for the Wizards? Um, the biggest challenge for me was just like not being at home was like being homesick, knowing I wasn't able to just leave and go see my mom and see my dad or see anybody like, you know, and then just starting from the bottom again, like I had a full team with a playoff team. I knew like I would have to work for everything again all over. So, yeah. Yeah. So who did you who did you model your game at? I already know, but I gotta do it for the record, so it's <laughs> yeah. on the record. Who was you like, modeling your game at? Um from LA, I love Kobe. Like I had the Kobe yeah. throw when I was and um 
But, you know, and then, like, when you get around players like you and Gil, you start seeing yourself trying to do moves y'all was doing. Like, you know, like, you learn from your peers. So, I, like, I see how hard y'all was practicing sometimes. Like, when nobody was looking, I'd go in there and do a move you did at the nil that night. And I yeah. would do, like, how you would jab, jab. <laughs> you used to be making fun yeah, of me yeah, and shit. Yeah, I did, but I do it. When you go to the show. <laughs> I still do that shit. shit. Still in your <laughs> shit. This shit works. It's like niggas averaging 20 in the league. That shit hard. Eh? So you got to like steal what's around. So like I do, like I was still trying to just get a lot of y'all's film and just do some of your shit I did in practice. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. What was like the biggest hurdle for you like this as a basketball player trying to, because I know you was featured all the time. Yeah. And I know a lot of high school players that come out. Yeah. It's all about them. But what is different when it's not all about you? Man. And how do you make that adjustment? Um, for me, it just, I don't know. I was, it was tough. It was tough just not being like, not knowing if you're going to play some nights. Um, Got to stay ready. And then sometimes when you're in the game with these guys, they will cuss you out. So <laughs> you got to have tough skin. And, what, what was some of the shit you would hear, though? Like, uh, what like, was some of the shit they would say to you? <laughs> I remember one time with me and Andre Blatch and, uh, and um, fuck, Don was, it was in the game. I guess they came back. The team came back. And all I heard, the motherfuckers ain't ready. Don't put the motherfuckers in the game. And we didn't play for like five games, six games straight. I was like, see, this is the shit I know. I'm saying that shit. <laughs> I was tough love, man. man. I was trying to get you ready. Right? Nah, yeah. But Karan will always hit me with little gems and shit. Like, all right, man, you better stay away from them. <laughs> Just yeah, trying yeah, to school yeah. you. Hey, all right, man, don't do that. I'm telling you. Like, he, he will always give me little gems here and there for sure. So, Yeah, yeah man, well, you yeah. turned out more than great, man. Yeah. And, you know, I think that when you had came to the Clippers, you know, oh, yeah. your, your career is coming full yeah. circus, and I think that you were starting to hit your stride after Philly and all that. Yeah. But when you came to the Clippers, can you just talk about that experience? And I think that was the birth of <laughs> what we P. know now yeah. as Swaggy P and how you got the name. Can you talk about how you got the name and how was that feeling coming to the Clippers? Oh, man, I just remember when I wore that first outfit and then I tried to dump it down. And Karan was like, hey, man, you got to be Swaggy P full time now. <laughs> you, 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 you can't turn you now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. me. And I thought about it, like, this, he's fucking right. <laughs> so I came with another Versace fit. Killed I was like, it. Killed it. So, I, so for that day on, I just turned it on. I know I had, I couldn't turn it off then. I remember that. Yeah. For sure. For sure remember that. Talk about how you pushing the brand, though, like Swaggy P. And what's the difference between Swaggy P and Nick Young? Um, the difference, like, like I made Swaggy because like it's it's me, it's LA. I know how to sell myself. I know like I know the way the culture was going with social media and all that. That's cool. Yeah. So I just knew how to like like just how to market me. If I wasn't gonna be like the superstar, I knew ways of just still getting mentioned with them or having the same following as an all star, because that's how it is nowadays. And they're like, I got I I could get the same I got the same type of following as somebody that's averaging thirty or forty, <laughs> and we could get the same amount of money if we go to the same place. Real so, talk. <laughs> so I figured 
that out early, so I was like, hey, I can make some money off this. That's just, and then I'll, it's me anyway. I'm, I'm gonna wear some crazy stuff. I'm gonna do some crazy things. I might as well just keep it going. What is like the most important thing for you now? Like when you look back at your career, is it anything you would have done different, or do you love exactly everything the way everything played out and panned out? Um. I wouldn't change nothing, but some things I'll just, you know, I couldn't change nothing. I just probably would have listened a little earlier more. To, I think some of the things you was talking about, certain things to be around and watch who you're around and watch certain things to do, um, I would have been more conscious of that a little bit. Yeah. yeah still came sure. out, you're a champion. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, champion. you had the parade, <laughs> got a chance to smell the flowers and everything. And yeah. my, my, my thing is whenever I talk on television, anything, I always think about like Jamal Crawford and oh, yeah, his 50-point yeah. explosion and what he did, and uh, we, we see Lou Will, but yeah. a, a guy that always flies under the radar that can get a bucket on yeah. any Martin Luther <laughs> is Swaggy P. Now, For so sure. everybody wondering, yeah. like, are you done with basketball? Are you coming back? Do you want to <sighs> come back? And what would be the perfect situation for you right now? Oh, man, I still, like, I feel like now I want to play again. Like it's, it's like I got that fun. Like I want to play again. Like after, like sometimes I didn't like how I was getting treated. I ain't lying. Like 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 how I was getting viewed, and I knew I wasn't that person. Like I knew, like I'm, I'm a good guy. I could go get buckets. I could do everything they asked me to do. But sometimes I didn't like the way I was portrayed. So now that that's over, I just want to have fun again and play basketball. Like I got that joy again. So. Yeah, talk yeah. about that narrative, though, and yeah. how you was portrayed. Like, do you think it's unfair to be portrayed as someone that's a jokester yeah. or whatever the case yeah. may be? Or how do you want to be viewed at? Um, like, you know, I, I worked hard to get to where I'm at. I think you got to work no. hard. Basketball don't just come like that to anybody. Somebody to stay in the league for 12 years, you ain't just going to be just wake up and be a basketball player for 12 years in the NBA. So for me, I felt like, I deserve to be here. I feel like I should have got better, more credit than just flying on the radar. And plus, but at the end of the day, I like who I made. I feel like it wouldn't be like no tunnel walk without Swaggy P. No so, doubt. Yeah, yeah. So, so you feel yeah, like yeah. you changed the game. Yeah, That's your like match right there, the yeah, tunnel yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Any guys <laughs> that you see out there right now that reminds you of yourself that's playing uh, right now? For sure. I just like, I like the style, like, not just his game, but I like how he's carrying himself now on the Lakers. Kuzma. Kuzma like okay. how he's doing his thing. I like, um, who else I like out there? Uh, of course, Jordan Clarkson. I like how he, he's balling. He's balling right too now, now for yeah. sure. So, uh, and he's like a great feel for that six man role too. So he's hooping. Uh, but, um, who else? I don't know. I just, like, I just like the way the lead has changed. Like, Style is the main focus now. Like they watch what people wear and come to the arena now. So I feel like I I did that. You I had a lot to, on yeah, that. I had yeah. a lot to do with that. <laughs> yeah, because I think that like at the time that social media that came around and you just being like trending and buzzworthy. Yeah. I think about the picture that uh, Cassie I took. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. And it's like an ongoing meme. I right. actually use this shit For all sure. the time when I see. <laughs> Comments made by Kendrick Perkins and stuff like that. I always use that meme. I'm like, Kendrick, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Did you ever think about getting into that space of talking to game of basketball? 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. I feel like I, um, I'd be good at it just because my personality, I think so, for sure. So, but still, something I, I know, like, from me doing, like, my little podcast, you really got to, like, take notes and, like, really watch these games. Like, yeah. stay up and watch these games, for sure. Process that shit. <laughs> yeah. Understand what's happening and going on. For sure. So it is. You're a student of the game, Yeah, though. for sure, for sure. Yeah, but, so that's something that you would do? Yeah, yeah. I want to get into, like, TV anyway, so. Yeah, and I know you're doing the podcast. Speak yeah. about it a little bit. Who are you um, doing it with? Doing a podcast with Uninterrupted with... Ron J, I mean Sharon J. Jackson, Sharon is Jackson. He gonna kill me. Yeah, Shanae and Mumake and Bumake. Yeah, how you say that? Uh, Mumake. <laughs> I don't know how to say. It. <laughs> I know what it is, but Mumake. And she called too. I saw her speaking on uh, something that I'm gonna get to. Uh, well, we just get to it now. Where we looked at the WNBA and. I always think of the movie A League of Their Own. And I think about the unfair uh, financial balance of their game. And uh, now they're they're being rewarded heavily on the finance side. Can you just talk about how important the WNBA is to, you know, games? And I'm a father of four girls. That's huge for me. Yeah, for sure. I know. And, like... For me now, like my daughter like basketball and she picked look daddy, I could dribble a ball. I wonder what I'd be less, would I be like y'all like taking her to the game, I see Kobe's like, you can do that. Would I be as strict as Kobe? Breaking you the game down a little GG. But I think it's just important because you need both worlds too. So and um women could hoop. They bring just as much to the game as as men do, so no doubt. For sure. You got to talk about, man, like Gilbert Arenas <laughs> terrorizing your son <laughs> and all that individual. shit. Like, what the hell be going on with y'all? Is this planned or does this just happen spontaneously? <laughs> no, nah, like the the first time was it, like nothing he do is playing. He just, like, he got into this Instagram world and just lost his mind. <laughs> like, but to his defense, like, I was, like, he felt like I was, like, going through it at the time and I was just breaking up with old girl, so... He's called me. Who the old girl? Huh? Who, uh, <laughs> who the old girl? Uh, Iggy. I was Iggy like, yeah, oh, okay, I did. Right, okay. <laughs> I was making sure. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> we usually don't name drop, yeah. but I had to know who you was talking about. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Proceed. So I was going through with hair. He like, he felt like I was down. I'm like, man, let me. He called me like, man, you all right, little nigga? And then next thing you know, he popped up, like hopped over my fence and everything. Not know, I didn't know he was coming over. So he knocking at my door, boom, boom, boom. I got my son with me. Then he just ended up messing with him because it's like his goddad. He's a goddad. So he always like mess with him. So, But that day he just started filming away, filming everything. Crazy. You got to tell me like how important has... Gilbert been to you in your life like you speak of yeah. a moment where you was down yeah. and him inserting himself in and yeah. just like lifting you up in the, in the right way that when you needed it for sure I think that's like been a, a constant role for him I feel like um, he always say I'm a little soft or something like I let <laughs> <laughs> like I just feel like Gil just oh he just that's what he like to do like he just he found the niche where he just the no chill gear. Like I think that's just who he is from the start. He been that same way. Like even from the wizard days when he'd take my car and just 
<laughs> hit trash cans with <laughs> or rolled my tires into the film room. Like it's was, was just who he is. So I I learned to accept that's like that's Gilbert Arena. It's just Gil being Gil, you know. And this is another one that I have for you because I would love to hear what you have to say about this. <laughs> my top three goats of all time in this order. I have Kareem number one. Kareem. I have Michael Jordan number two. Okay. I have Kobe Bryant number three. Three. And I have LeBron honorable mention number four. <sighs> all right. Mine's would be Kobe number one. Kobe, o- Kobe over Kareem and Jordan? Yeah. Why? Just because, like, I feel like the narrative, like, he could never be, like, I think people are afraid to say Kobe is better than Jordan. To my eyes, I like Kobe because I seen Kobe. I seen Kobe. I didn't really, I seen the end of Jordan from the Utah when he did the move. To me, I think Kobe is a better all-around player. Okay. Just player-wise, like a scorer. So, I like Kobe. Then I'd see LeBron and then MJ. <laughs> you got LeBron over Mike? It's a toss-up between LeBron and Kobe at number one, really. And then Kareem drops all the way to honorable mention, or who you got honorable mention? <laughs> I love Kareem from the L.A., but I just never, I didn't get into the hook shot. He's not my type of player. I'm not a big, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I got Kobe, LeBron, and MJ. Dang. People hate that, too, though. That's major. But That's, why is Jordan number one? I always figure, why is Jordan well, number one? I think that when you look at the body of work and what Michael was able to do, right? So he was six for six in the finals. He won every MVP, and then he won every regular season MVP. He's the only player in NBA history to win the dunk contest, defensive player, MVP, and scoring title all in one season. And when you talk about dominance over an era, like he dominated every era. He never joined nobody, you know? I think that he never joined nobody. Think about the guys to. that he had. He joined the Bulls again when they was they number one still without him. But did they win without him? They was number one. Did they win a championship? He ran into some real shacks and stuff at the time. That's why. He came and back to come back year with yeah. the 45, yeah. went back to 23 and, and wiped all that shit out. <laughs> but he didn't join nobody. Though. But they was young, though. I feel like his era, I ain't going to disrespect nobody. I, I just don't feel at the time he didn't have the type of shooting guards y'all had to go up against like like to me like Kobe had to go through players like you D-Wade um, just more people at his position than when Co- Jordan had to go against who was the dude on the Cavs that he made the shot on like, <laughs> like, yeah Elo I, no disrespect to Elo everybody hoop but to me, Elo is not better than a Karan Butler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's why I, I think not the whole, his whole day, I'm talking about players that he matched up with. He didn't, to me, his competition wasn't that high. Dang. That's a hot take right there. It is. He had Clyde the Glide, but that, that's just. So every time Jordan had won in the finals, he had to be. Clyde Drexler, he had to be two, uh, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and that Supersonics team. Look, Gary Payton wasn't two guard. De- Hersey Hawkins was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what I mean? But Gary it's still like, guarded him. Gary a big guard. Gary your height. 
I know, but Gary Payton is not the two guard. Yeah. I'm saying two people at his position. He's the only guard to win <laughs> defensive player of the year. He's guard Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna have him call you, man. Uncle give you a mouthful. <laughs> no, I love Jordan though, but I just don't feel like he I'm saying at his position he didn't match mm-hmm. up with like the caliber, like he didn't have no heavy hitters. Yeah, heavy hitters. Okay. Besides, Clyde, man, Clyde was like on his his age too. Like they was both older. Oh, that's it. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good debate. Yeah, I like I like that one right there. <laughs> uh, I know we touched on it a little bit, and I know a lot of people always still wonder about like this your career. Will you continue to play and pursue your career though? Um, yeah, I feel at this time. I'll... If somebody called you right now, can you play? Yeah, for you, sure. You look uh, yeah, like you're in great shape. Yeah, still. I will, I will, I will, I'll get out there. I'll get out there. Yeah, for sure. For is sure. that is that something that you want to do? Yeah, for sure. I, I even might go overseas. I haven't thought about it. Just to show them that I could still hoop. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're in a space where you're humble enough to even take that route yeah. and go overseas. Like a lot of guys, because of your following, yeah. because of who you are as a brand and everything, people elect not to go overseas because yeah. they think that's diminishing, but yeah. you're okay with that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Just the hoop again, just, just like tired of going to like a L.A. fitness. You're not playing against nobody. <laughs> <laughs> just here. So. You're still killing. Yeah, still killing them, but I still want to like, like show them. Like, I'm not the guy that like just go in there and just record me playing basketball at L.A. fitness, so I'd rather like, so I might do the overseas thing next if the NBA don't call, so. Last thing, just as a father, um, I see you with your son all the yeah. time. I see you with your kids doing your yeah. thing. Like, what is the next thing for you after basketball? Life after basketball for mm. Nick Young looks like what? Oh, man, that's the toughest part. Like, this is, do I, am I ready to leave my, my kids now that I've been home so much and they see me every day and it just, it's just like, that's the toughest part for me. Like, I just love being around and I love waking up to seeing their faces and they waking me up first thing in the morning and taking them to school and just teaching them, like, doing things that, like, I really didn't have a chance when I'm, like, playing. Like, if I'm in Cleveland, I can't, like, just have a Easter with them or I can't have, like, a Thanksgiving all the time with them. Like, I'm able to take them skiing now in the winter because I ain't, you know, I ain't playing. So, Do you think that's something that get overlooked a lot yeah. with, with athletes in particular, not just NBA, but all athletes that, like, we're human too. We yeah, want to do those sure. things with our children <laughs> and, and that's part of our legacy. Yeah. Do you think they get overlooked? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, they don't want to see that. Like, they don't show that side of, you know, our lives. Like, us, like, really being there and Teaching your son how to ride a bike and him really falling and stuff, you helping him up. <laughs> you getting mad at him, like, man, you better get up and ride this bike. <laughs> but you just there, like just being there, like being a parent, like it's like I think that's like the dopest thing, really. When you look back at your legacy, NBA champion, kid that overcame all the adversity yeah. that you had to overcome, and things that you bring awareness to, what do you ultimately want your legacy to be? Uh just you know, uh, uh, overall, just like a, a cool dude. Good dudes kept a smile on his face, no matter what he went through. He was, he was still there in the moment, and uh, he just, 
this swaggy P, man. Like, oh, full, full mode swaggy P all the time. Like, he didn't change up for nobody. For real. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate sure. you coming on the show. Appreciate man. you, man. Play My boy. dog, yeah, for sure. sure. <laughs>